Beauty and Brains presents a work in progress. Your favorite weekly podcast all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Breland Hunt, a work in progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started, I keep forgetting to tell you guys to subscribe. Okay, if you guys are new to my channel, first of all, welcome. Don't know how you made it here, but I'm glad you're here. So welcome. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening on the podcast. Hello, welcome. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating. Five star ratings only though. Okay, go ahead. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Like it. Thumbs it up. Share it. Do all that good stuff. I like never tell you guys to do that anymore. And um, I kind of should be. So yeah, go ahead. Do all those fun things. Subscribe. Support your girl. Follow me on Instagram. Anyway, the point is, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today's podcast episode, well, first of all, let's start off with how last week's episode was trash. <laughs> you guys may not have thought it was trash, but I did. And I may be a hard critic on myself. We've discovered this. We know this, but I just was not feeling last week's podcast episode. And it's two main reasons for that. One is that I recorded it and I, you know, it was my first time back. So I was stumbling over my words, but I wanted to just like get it, not get it done, but I wanted, I didn't want to overthink it too much to where I didn't do it. So I did it. And then afterwards I was like, that wasn't it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really like, I knew what I was trying to say, but I don't feel like I said it the way that I wanted to say it, but I didn't want, like I said, to stop myself from saying anything at all. So I just went with it. I said, okay, you know what? Let me just go ahead and edit it and see if what I was saying was even making sense. And then I'll decide if I need to refilm it or not. When I started editing, editing it, I always have a hard time saying that word. Have you guys noticed? I always stutter with it because it's like edited and then it's editing. When I started editing it, um, I realized that my microphone came off. Like it's shut off at like 24 minutes. And you guys know the podcast was an hour long. So I was trying to decide like, do I do half of the podcast with the the good audio and then put in something to say hey the audio messed up for the second half um because who wants to come back and they're like yo what is this and I was like well maybe they won't even notice and I, so I was I, I went through it with that one and it took me a week to basically decide like do I want to refilm this um I'm like you know what let me just get a week because I just want to be consistent with the podcast and of course I want it to come back and it'd be a good episode and it'd be good quality and everything just be good and I was like this is trash <laughs> but I want to come back and I want to be consistent and I can't create and dump if I'm going to do that. So it's out there. It's up. Um, you guys still were so amazing. I love y'all so much. And this is why I had to come back because don't nobody gas me up like y'all gas me up. So I appreciate the love, even though I was not a big fan of that podcast, but I understand that I have to get back into the groove of things, have to keep going. I have to get used to being on camera and talking and the microphone and everything, um, in order for these to get better. So welcome back. We're back for another week. And today 
Uh, we're talking about being stuck in transition, as you can tell by the title. And I first just want to start off by telling guys about my week because I feel like we don't really get to chat anymore. I just I'm taking it one thing at a time. Um, so this is the first thing. Hopefully soon more things will come so we can get back connected and acquainted with each other. But basically, I had a very interesting week where I... So on Monday, I had a meeting with two mentors of mine in the medical school sphere, and they gave me a different perspective of my process, (laughs) you know, we're work in progress. They gave me a different perspective on my progress that made me realize that, you know, this pre-med time of mine may be longer than I expected, that I anticipated, that I wanted, that I hoped, that I even in my worst nightmares. And that made me really sad. Um, I don't know how else to say it except for like, they were very nice. They were just being honest. And I think that I just haven't really received true, honest advisement um, from people who are in these spaces and who actually know what they're talking about and have the statistics. And now that I have, or now that I am receiving it, it's a little too late. So I'm really having to start from the beginning even though I'm years in the making and it's pretty disheartening and it's pretty sad and it's really weird because I told you guys in the last episode about how you know after I did this most recent prayer and fast of mine I just received this new abundance of peace from God and I still feel that present today because I literally received that information on Monday and all I wanted to do was cry I was like I just want to cry this is so sad and no tears, no tears. And I, I'm upset, you know, because I I tell y'all, Jesus wept. Like, it's okay to cry. And I just had not cried in so long. I was like, this is a good excuse. Not a good excuse. This is a good reason to cry. Like, let's let it out. Let's have a moment. And I could not cry. So I just went to bed kind of pouting. And then on Tuesday, I had like that mindset of like, I'm just going to like stay to myself today and just kind of pout and be in my own feelings because I'm sad. And People were making me laugh. I started telling jokes. You know, patients are keying with me. And I'm like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be sad. And I'm still like, of course, very upset at just my life. But it's just really interesting how it's like, um, in some sense, it's like taking over my whole mind and my whole life. And in other sense, I still have so much peace and I'm not letting it overtake me. So if you were to ask me how I am right now, I literally cannot tell you because I am both sad, very, very sad, and also okay. And also, this wasn't last week, but this was the week before last, um, in between the last episode, because it's been two weeks since I edited the video. I filmed the video. I was going to upload it that weekend. It came out trash, and I was like, do I want to refilm it? I gave myself a week, didn't refilm it, but then uploaded it that weekend. In between that, I ended up going to a cycle class. You guys know I love, I used to go cycling all the time um, when I was in grad school at NC State because we had the gym. I'm so glad that I utilized going to that gym. I loved going to little body pump classes and the HIT classes and the cycle. I really need to get a gym membership here, but it's just not going to be the same. And that was free. Anyway, the point is that I went to a psycho class. If you guys have ever specifically been to a psycho class, this was like a free song. So we were basically able to do whatever we wanted to do, whether it was stand, sit, go really hard, jog it out, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the instructor is giving her little motivational speech. And while she's giving her speech, she said something to me, not to me, but to the class. And she goes, you know, 
think about your younger self. They would be so proud of you right now if they saw you. And when I tell you guys, once again, I wanted to cry. Like, of course, she didn't mean anything by it. Like, I'm sure she thought that she was, of course, being inspirational and she was being motivational and that I was going to be like, yes, my younger self would be so proud of me. But, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, my younger self, my younger self. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, (laughs) if my younger self saw me, she would be so confused. She would just be so confused. Like, where are you? What are you doing? Why are you not where I thought you were going to be? Like, if I think about, I don't know if you guys had to do this, but when I was graduating high school, they made us write a letter to our future selves. And um, I'm pretty sure we did this on graduation day. If not, we did it very close to it. Like, like when we were holding whatever, they mailed it to us. Maybe a year later, if not, I think it was a year later because I remember receiving it and reading it and thinking like <laughs> a lot of the things you thought on here weren't necessarily true. Um, I was asking, I just asked myself a whole bunch of questions like, did you do this yet? Did you do this? Did you do this? What school did you end up choosing? Like da 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 da. Um, it was really interesting to be like, wow, that's what my mindset was. Like a year ago, you just wanted to know so bad and you know, things they worked out okay. Some of the things you had no idea were even coming your way. Some things you had no idea, you know, you were going to want so bad or end up accomplishing, but you did and you're amazing. You're doing great. But now, like if I were to write, even when I was graduating Spelman, if I were to write myself a letter a year from now or five years from now, or five years ago, if I were to write a letter and opened it now, and that same Breland, that Breland that I know that I am, that goal-oriented, reaching for the stars, Breland were to see me and I know what she would ask me. Like, you know, how's medical school? How's the boo? (laughs) What house are you living in? She would be like, what do you mean? What are you doing? How did you get here? And that just makes me really sad. That just makes me so sad to think about. Like, it's, I'm really... I'm trying so hard to figure out why I am here in this space in life because this is not what I wanted. And so I was talking to my pastor about this. Um, Specifically, I was talking to him about like my sad news um, that the medical school mentors told me. And I just really came up with a conclusion like this is my cocoon stage. Obviously, y'all know I'm va va voom. I'm out there. I like to be in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I like to be I but it's it's very clear. This is not my season. Like this whole year I've been in the cut. I was just talking to my director earlier today and I was like, wow. What was 2021? What did I, not even what did I do as far as like what did I accomplish type thing? Because Lord, don't let me get into that hole, that deep black hole of what did I do this year? But even like not what did I accomplish, but what what was this year? Like this, I just have been literally in a cocoon. I've been in my head. I've been in the books. I've been offline. I've been so like sheltered, and I'm just praying because I I was telling him like I feel like you know, I was living my caterpillar life and I didn't really know anything outside of the caterpillar life. I didn't know that one day I'd be in a cocoon. Um, I didn't even know like maybe there would be a butterfly stage coming up. 
I just knew that like living life as a caterpillar was good. You know, sometimes things were bad, but for the most part, things were good. And now I'm in this stage where I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, I just want to bust out of this cocoon and fly and flourish and prosper as a butterfly. And I'm just like, how long is this cocoon stage going to last for? Because I'm very clearly in like this just hidden stage. And I think it comes back to, again, like the purpose of this whole podcast, which is like being a work in progress. And it's like, I'm not to say that like being a butterfly is being out in the streets or but it's more so I think about flourishing and I just think about life being easy and it's just really interesting because I have by far not had an easy life you know not the hardest life I'm sure I'm sure but you know not the easiest life either I think that people think I got life pretty easy when I really don't and this season of my life is just so hard And it's also really long. And also, it's multifaceted. It's like I've been through things before in my life where it's like this one thing, this one bad thing is happening, but everything else was okay. And then it it didn't feel like it lasted for that long. But this feels like it's lasted for so long in every aspect of my life. And it's just coming from every different angle that I just, I am feeling under attack to where all all I can do is kind of like crawl into a ball and kind of like wait for the tornado or like the earthquake to stop like this is how I feel I feel like there's an earthquake happening and things are flying off the shelves in every direction and I have to get underneath the table and just go like this and cocoon myself and then wait for the earthquake to stop and then maybe I can come up and then put some things back on the shelves, maybe even move to a new home because my, you know, foundation in my, my house is ruined. That's how I feel. But it's like, and I don't know if you guys have ever been in an earthquake before. I know I'm from Maryland, but fun fact, I actually have been in an earthquake before. There has been one earthquake to my knowledge. I mean, like in this past 25 years of my living, there's been one earthquake in Maryland. And I specifically remember it was a day that I made varsity volleyball and it was short. Earthquakes are short. They don't last that long. Sometimes they do, but especially here, it was maybe, maybe two minutes. Like, well, and that's long. But, and so you think, okay, the earthquake has got to stop soon because I've been underneath this table for a long time. Child, the earthquake is still going. When is the earthquake going to stop? Why am I still underneath the table in my cocoon waiting for the earthquake to stop? And it's like, I'll try and come up and I'll get hit in the head by a book. And I'll be like, oh, oh, let me get back down. That's how I feel. I feel like this is the longest, hardest season of unknown and unhappiness that I've ever been in. And it's coming from so many angles. And that is why I am naming this podcast Stuck in Transition. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't expect for my intro to be that long, but um, that's how I'm doing. I think that's a really great way. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I want to remind you guys that I will be doing an audience question or an advice section of my podcast. This is where I take the time to answer your questions and provide any advice that my life experience will allot to your current situation. I'm not doing it in today's podcast episode because... I ain't got enough time for that. But if you would like to share your story with me, you can visit the A Work in Progress page on my website, breelandhunt.com, under the Beauty and Brains tab to submit your story. So there is this great sermon by my fave, Michael Todd. I know we all love Mike Todd, and I'm pretty sure we're all like sick of everybody, like in the Christian. I don't know. I'm not sick of it. If somebody says Mike Todd, I'm like, okay, woman of God, speak. <laughs> I think that he's great and I, I think that he really speaks to me and I really like him so sorry if you guys get tired of me talking about him and including him stuff but he, the way he speaks speaks to me honey okay so he had this really great sermon series and it was called planted not buried oh it was so good and in one of his sermons he preached from Philippians 419 which reads but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. And so his key tagline for this entire sermon series, it was like seven, eight parts, um, was under does not mean over. And I mean, I've, I've been feeling that so hard, again, for the season of life that I'm in. I'm like, wow, because it, it really feels like I'm down bad. And I am. <laughs> I'm down bad right now. But doesn't mean that it's over, right? It doesn't mean that, 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 that this is the end for me. I'm literally 25. Like, it's going to be okay. But it feels like it's over. But I, but it's not. Under does not mean over. So like I said, I watched all seven episodes of the sermon series. I took extensive notes. And this is basically what I'm going to share with you guys in today's episode. What I took away from the sermon series is that when God calls me to something, but I feel like I don't have enough, I have to have faith, right? I can think about that. And it, like I said, in just so many different parts of my life, God calls me to something. Like I am the most ambitious person I know. I don't know anybody who's more ambitious to me, period. <laughs> I'm sure there's more ambitious people in the world, but like I have a dreamer's heart. I have the courage to dream big dreams. Sometimes I get mad at myself for it because I'm like, if you just wanted regular things, you probably wouldn't be so easily disappointed and, you know, whatever. But it's a gift when God calls you to something that's larger than yourself because he's only going to show it to you in order to give you that push that you need to start walking towards it. But you have to now walk in faith and it's just interesting that this season of me feeling I don't even know like I said just like sad under attack in a cocoon hidden how this is a faith season like how does faith show up in everything can I tell you guys a story so <laughs> I talked about this in like vlogs a while ago where the first like long-term dance academy that I uh, grew up in that I danced at that I trained at was the Christian Dance Academy. I loved CDA. We would do all different types of dance and there was also like theater as well involved and there was this one particular show that we did. I don't even oh it was called the Fruits of the Spirit. It was the the show was literally called Fruits of the Spirit and then like I said we would have we would do acting we would do dancing so there were dances. It was so let me tell you guys this 
I, I need to find the videos. I need to find the tapes because my old friend Allegra used to have all the video, the cassette, and I would watch them at her house, but I don't really have any of them myself. But it was a weird concept. So I would love to see what it looks like now as an adult in full faith because she really embedded these things in me when I didn't even know it. Oh, God, is so good. Anyway, so it, the, the show was called Fruits of the Spirit. So there would be actors who all had like the main actresses. We were basically all women. Um, sometimes there were men, but they would go in and out per season. So this season it was all women and each of like the main characters were the different fruits of the spirit. So there was a girl who was faith. There was a girl who was love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, all self-control. They're all of, they were the main characters of this play. And then we also had dances where we were actual fruit. <laughs> I kid you not. I specifically remember doing a tap dance in as a grape, but I wasn't like a one single grape. I it was like clusters of grapes. And I have to find this is so off topic, but I just really want my podcast. I just want to be talking to y'all more instead of just being like blah 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 blah. I it is a mission of mine and I really just need to find time to do it I need to find this woman who was like she was a minister she was a strong woman of God who owned this dance academy and she like I said she was really like she really embedded the word in my life at a young age and so I knew the fruits of the spirit because I knew these characters who were in a play Anyway, I say all this to say that I remember, I think I was an understudy and I was an understudy for, maybe I was, I think I was an understudy for Joy. And this was like my first, one of my first seasons at the Dance Academy. So to be an understudy, like I did it, like I did one of the plays, but I mainly danced. Like they were, I was just getting into the acting stuff. So like, you know, they, they didn't really know me that well to be like, oh, you can have one of the lead roles. So I wasn't mad about it or nothing like that. I, I worked my way up. It was fine. But the point is that I remember that the girls got to like create their own monologue. Each of the self-control actresses got to create their own monologue. And they basically had to like preach. It wasn't, they weren't preaching though. They were doing a monologue, but about what their fruit of the spirit was. And I remember like some of the girls like just getting standing ovations you know the nights of their performances because they did so well and I didn't create mine because I was a little bit too young like the girl who did mine she was older and I just knew I learned hers and then I just did the same thing so I, I would like I said I was too young I was maybe like maybe seven maybe younger than that and the girl was probably like 14 right so I was probably like joy 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 and that's literally how it started off oh my gosh you guys everything is coming back to me now was it two people? I literally could not remember. And I have to reach out now to some of my CDA friends because all the memories are flooding back to me. The point is, I say all this to say that I remember Faith being one of the characters and people screaming, like shouting, like at when she would go, when she would do her monologue. And I remember not being moved. Like, I just don't understand what Faith is. Oh my gosh. I remember being like, I don't understand. Like I know I get what love is. You know what I'm saying? You see the movies, you see it in your household with your family. I get what joy is. Joy is happy, happy, happy. It's not, but in in sense you understand. I even understood enough what like self-control was. But faith is something where I was like, 
I just don't get it. It's so hard for me to make faith tangible. And it's so clear because everything in this walk with God comes back to faith. And it blows my mind every time. Every time I'm like, faith, 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 like, what does this got to do with faith? And then I like, but even right now, as I'm sitting here talking, I'm like, this all comes back to faith. Because it's like, how can you have what God promises you if you don't even believe him? If you don't even believe that he exists, how can you believe what he says? And if he's saying these things over your life, saying that these things are going to happen to you, you have to believe him. You have to believe his word, his character, his actions. And I think that I'm just leveling up right now because I think that I'm really moving from having mustard seed baby faith to like now having really, really big faith. Like I don't, I know that you real. I, you know, we talk, we chill, we kiki all the time. You're my God. I'm your girl. We cool. Now I'm getting to that point in my life and I could be a late bloomer. Everybody's process is their own. So who cares? Where it's like, okay, now beyond that, you know me, I know you. Can you hear me? Can you trust me? Do you feel me in everything that I do? On this earth. <sighs> I'm hoping I'm making sense. Listening to the sermon series and just thinking about me and my life and where I am right now. It's just like God is always going to call me to something outside of what I myself can provide because this walk with God is all about dependency and not sufficiency. Like I am never going to be enough. I am never going to have enough. That's actually the point. Because he wants me to depend on him. And so that's kind of like the whole theme of this sermon series. So the whole sermon series is called Planted Not Buried. And that's very much so me because I'm just like I said, I'm, I'm under, I'm hiding, I'm in my cocoon. And it's actually really interesting because in his recent sermon series that he's talking about right now, Michael Todd is also bringing back up again, the whole plant seed harvest thing. And so it's a, it's a really good lesson that I'm really just trying to stick to right now because I'm in that place where I get this is seed and now I'm in the time. I'm in this time period, right? So it's seed, time, harvest. I'm planted. I'm not buried, right? So what that means, because I'm just saying it, but like what that means, at least for me, right? So let me just use, for example, because it's like I said, it's like this with so many different areas in my life, like not just my medical school application. Like that's the big one. But like I said, when it comes to the social media stuff, when it comes to my pageantry stuff, when it comes to just like my young adulthood life stuff. But let's do pageantry since we have talked about that in a while and it's kind of uh, fresh in my mind since I did some events earlier today. So we all know that I competed for Miss Maryland this past year and I um, was third runner up, which was great, you know, better than I've ever done before. So it was great, but I obviously walked away and I was not Miss Maryland. And then I actually didn't get to talk to you guys about this on the podcast because the week after I filmed my last podcast episode, which was in August, literally, I uploaded that. And one week later, they changed 
the age requirement. Most of you guys probably don't even know this because I haven't talked about it. Um, I mean, I haven't been on social media to talk about it, but they changed the age requirement because of the pandemic up one year. So for one year, for one year only, instead of the age limit being 25, it's 26. So I literally, it's so crazy how the world works. I mean, like I literally, I told you guys, I talked about it fully and I waited a month to even film that video. I let all my emotions play out. I was feeling how I was feeling. And I was basically just like, okay, I need to grieve that this dream that I really had is never going to happen. And, you know, it, I was just like, it just feels weird because I just never just had to lose a dream. I've, there's things where I decided, you know, this isn't for me. And there's things that I had worked really, really hard for. And four years later, it finally happened. But I never had something where I was like, dang, I guess I just will never be able to do this. Um Anyway, so that happened and then now it's like, wait a minute, psych, you actually can try again. And so going back to the idea of seed time harvest, the seed of patentry was planted so many years ago at this point, so many years ago. And the way that I am watering that seed year after year after year, whether it's watching pageants, going to pageants, supporting other people in pageants, like just all these different things that I'm doing and I'm watering my plant, but it's like, there has to be this time. It has to be this time before I see the harvest. And sometimes, like I think Miss Washington County was such a tease. It was just the right amount of tease because if I didn't live in Miss Washington County, I probably would have stopped pageants. Not like all together, maybe. I mean, I say it in a way where it's like, it gave me just enough, like I saw a little bit of green coming from the soil to where I was like, okay, so this watering, this seed is working. And if I just continue to water it, then I will receive the harvest. And even again, getting third runner up is like, that's not the harvest that I wanted. Like, you know, I got a nice tall branch, but there's no fruit. And now I'm basically still in the time phase where I still have to water in order to get the harvest. The problem is, again, if this is, we're talking about pageantry, medical school, young adult life, skincare, it's like you can't stop believing in the stage of waiting. You have to trust the source and not the resource and that is where I am right now where it's very easy to be like yeah I grinded it out for Miss Washington County I was you know doing all of my mock interviews it was not me you know what I'm saying like of course I worked hard but that harvest came because I watered the seed and I was obedient now I'm in a season where I have to trust faith over facts definitely when it comes to this medical school stuff because you know people left and right in academic world are going to give you all these stats and you're just like (laughs) but you're being told to walk by faith not by sight so I'm just in a place right now where I'm like I know what I'm supposed to do but I also I'm not realizing how little faith I actually have and not to say that I don't have any faith I do I'm just now having to level up my faith where now my faith has to go beyond what is easily seen by the eye I now my faith has to go beyond what statistics say now my faith has to go beyond 
what my friends have done or what normally happens or the normal process, you know, like when I think about the fact you can't tell you can't. I'm sorry. Now I'm just going to have to declare it. You can't tell me that Miss Marilyn is not in the cards for me because what? I mean, I'm, I've been working for this thing for years and I'm like, that's so crazy. Like I got so close and it didn't happen. And I just, I, I just kept saying like, it just doesn't feel like it's over. And it's because it wasn't over. And that's because God is like, chill out. I got you. This is for you. You just need a little bit more time and whatever I need to do during this time. I'm trying, I'm looking, I'm feeling, I'm figuring it out because I'm walking by faith that that title, that position, that honor is mine because he showed it to me and he told me it would be. And so I believe him in that sense and in that situation. But in other situations, I'm like, it's a little bit harder. I'm like, you telling me that even though everybody else Do I want to expose myself right now? I don't think I want to. (laughs) I don't think I want to right now. But the point is, and I wrote this down in my notes when I was listening to the sermon series, is that it's natural for doubt to coexist alongside faith. But I mean, at the end of the day, faith just has to win. It's like, it's that doubt that keeps us hungry for growth in our faith. And it's faith that keeps doubt from taking over. So it's like this constant battle between the two. And sometimes I am really teeter-tottering in the middle. And sometimes I'm like, it's really, it really is weird. Sometimes I'm like, no, like this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's in the cards for me. I heard it. You wouldn't have put this on my heart. You wouldn't have told me this is for me. Like I didn't, this literally came out of nowhere. That had to be you. I didn't ask for this. I didn't want to be a doctor. You told me at the age of five. You made me watch a TV show to see that man be a doctor. And I said, I want to do that. I didn't even know what that was. And I haven't changed my mind since. That's you. That's you. You want me to do this. There's a reason for it. And there's a season for it. And I'm waiting. And so basically where I'm at now is just this fight between my doubt and my faith. Because I have strong faith that is working its way to be stronger and the only way that it can do that is by having these huge doubts and I have to let faith win (sighs) one thing I wrote down in my notes is that when we want to believe God glorifying thoughts we cannot vilify our doubts instead we have to ask God to give us evidence to believe what he wants us to believe so Matthew 7 7 says Ask and you will receive. Y'all, that has been my prayer for the season, okay? And today, I ask that God gives both you and I the evidence that your mind needs to keep doubt at bay. And with this new evidence, your mind shall be renewed. That's something that I pray every single day when I can. Because I just, that's what I want. I want for the doubt to just stay at bay. I understand it may not disappear. I may not ever be 100% completely confident in whatever it is that I'm dealing with or whatever it is that is giving me doubt. But whatever the doubt is, I just want to have 100 times more faith or at least 
just one up it, you know, even if it's just a little bit more. I, I don't, it doesn't matter how much doubt is there as long as there's just that plus a little bit more of faith. And as we have learned, faith is unlocked while waiting. Why he had to make it like this? Why is faith unlocked while you're waiting? I get patience, right? Duh. But it's like, (laughs) I cannot believe, again, that faith is just so intertwined into so much of my relationship with God and my walk and my spirituality and literally everything going on in my life right now. I'm confused. I'm perplexed. Literally, I remember when Michael Todd said it, I wrote it down in my Bible because I was like, every time I come back to this verse, I need to see this for myself. Crazy faith is unlocked while waiting. And the reason for that is because your heart posture produces spiritual maturity. And like I said, I just, I feel myself getting mature because it's like, It's like I'm going to the gym, right? And I'm trying to work out my muscles of spiritual maturity. But I don't really want to be at the gym. (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. I don't really... Like, the gym is cool. Like, I like working out. It's cool. But it's only cool when I look in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, period. (laughs) Okay. Yes. That's why the gym was nice. It's like, it's nice to have spiritual maturity. But it's not actually nice to be on the treadmill at 7 p.m. after being on your feet for you know 10 hours just to get snatched it's only it's only nice once you're snatched it's only fun when you're snatched like faith is only great once you are already spiritually mature but you need spiritual maturity to have faith but you need faith to get spiritually mature let's see how much of this episode i'm actually going to keep in because i'm pretty sure i'm not making any sense My grandma would say this all the time, but God doesn't trust big things to light people and he won't show you his promise while he's trying to teach you patience. So I'm basically just in a season where I got to get my weight up. I got to get my faith up. And my prayer is like, Lord, please teach me how to wait so that I can have the spiritual maturity and weight, heaviness, weight to fulfill your promise for my life because I mean like I said where I'm at right now I'm just so unsatisfied dissatisfied unsatisfied dissatisfied I'm so not happy (laughs) with so many parts of my life and I'm just fiending to walk in my purpose in whichever way that I possibly can and if that means that I have to wait in order to do that my prayer is lord help me wait <laughs> i just i need him to help me wait because i know that whatever situation i'm in he doesn't want me to die here like he's not i'm not underneath this table during my earthquake and he's just like yeah just stay there forever he's just like just wait it out because when the earthquake is over when the wait is over no it's not even really what's about what happens after the wait It's really about what's happening during this wait, right? And that's what I'm trying to learn and figure out and grow and be intentional about. But it's just so hard when I feel like 
I'm like, how can I focus on what I'm supposed to be learning when you are kicking me while I'm down? (laughs) And it's just like, I just see so much. I see the vision, right? And I know that he's always going to give me a vision that's bigger than myself. And that's why I have to trust him. And he's always going to allow me to not have everything that I need so that I can call on him. I get it. I do. But it's hard. It's hard. I get it. I do. And but that's that's literally where I'm at right now where it's so hard because it's stopping me from enjoying where I'm at. Like I can't even enjoy where I am because I'm just so in my head about where he's shown me that I have the potential to be. Gentle reminder for both you and me. Today is an opportunity to figure things out. So is tomorrow and so is the next day. You still have time to improve. You still have room for improvement that doesn't take away from the beautiful person you've become and the accomplishments that you have made thus far. Who you are right now still deserves credit and recognition. And I love her. So where am I at right now? I'm in the place right now where I am just waiting. So he said, just wait. And see why God had you wait. And I'm doing just that. (laughs) I really do believe that what God is doing is beyond what I could ever pray or think of. And so I'm just working on trusting God and knowing that everything will work out in the right way at the right time. Isaiah 60, 22, at the right time. I, the Lord, will make it happen. I'm definitely going to leave the Planted Not Buried sermon series down below and in the show notes. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get into some kingdom keys because I believe that God speaks to us in various different ways. And at midnight. Now, I'm somewhat flummoxed or confused about what midnight is. Is midnight today or tomorrow? I'm confused because I know 1159 is today and I know 1201 is tomorrow, but what is midnight? I'm I'm, I'm confused because 1159 is today, then 1201 is tomorrow, but but what is midnight? Is midnight the first of tomorrow or the last of yesterday? And and I believe if I had to succinctly summarize or McClurize what midnight is, if if 1159 is today and 1201 is tomorrow, 12 o'clock midnight is transition. And many of you are catching hell right now and frustrated because you're not who you used to be. And you're not who you're going to be. But you're stuck in transition. See, this is what, I wish I had a hundred people who would just type, I'm in transition. Say it again, Mike. I'm not who I used to be. Then I'm not who I'm going to be. I'm still in transition. But here's the beautiful thing. And at, and at Transformation Church, one of our hot words at Transformation Church is progress. And I only bring it up because every story in this room is still being written. And sometimes you think you know how it ends. But what if it's not over yet? What if it's not over yet? What if, what if you've wasted a lot of time, but what if God really is able to redeem the years that the locusts have eaten? What if it's not over yet? I'm just posing a question. What if it's not over yet? What if your best days are not behind you? What if the devil is a liar? What if everything that you have been through can serve a greater purpose? 
What if a generational curse was being broken through your battle? What if God brought you to the Valley of Elah because he's the God of a turnaround, the God of a second chance, the God of a new beginning, and the God of a new ending? I know. Somebody shout, I know how this story ends because I know who wrote it. She said, it can't be over. I just remembered who wrote it. We tell ourselves these stories, but if God wrote it, it's not over till we win. It's not over until the light overcomes the darkness. And these are the thinking and the idea that get us stuck from pursuing and going after what God has called us because it's going to be bigger than you. It's almost like God always makes something that he wants you to do outside of your reach. And sometimes I'd be asking God, why wouldn't you just make me be able to do this? Like, say, because I want you dependent on me. Like, 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 like my strength works best in your weakness. So the place that should be a place of burial, the place where we're so stressed out and we don't know what to do, maybe the exact place that God has planted us so that he can get glory out of our lives. That whatever situation you're in right now, no matter how much debt, no matter how much money you have, no matter how you are trying to steward over what God's given you, he does not want you to die and be buried in a place that he has called you to be planted. He's always gonna give you a vision bigger than you. He's always gonna put you in a place where you're gonna have to trust him. He's always gonna allow you to not have everything you need so you can call on him. And when you do that, God will take people who are planted and underfunded and he will work miracles through their life. Can I get somebody to give God a shout of praise? Lastly, we're going to end off this episode right with a few minutes of guided affirmations to keep our spirits up and focused as we move throughout our day. Remove all distractions and verbally repeat these words after me. I recognize that my gratitude is a magnet for more abundance in my life. I am thankful for having the courage to dream big dreams. I accept the lesson that my pain is trying to teach me. I will move forward instead of holding on to past mistakes that rob me of my peace. I am confident that my difficult days will end and I will find joy again. My faith lifts me above all fears. I have unshakable faith in God and His Word. My steps are planned and I trust the Lord.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Please subscribe and rate and review the podcast, five star ratings only. You can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're not already watching the pod, don't forget there are accompanying video podcasts on my YouTube channel, Beauty and Brains. So join me over there and subscribe to that channel as well. You can follow me on my Instagram and TikTok at Braylon Hunt or visit my website, BraylonHunt.com, for weekly podcast updates or to contact me to share your story. Until next time, be sure to live each day to the fullest because you only live once and give yourself some grace. We are all just a work in progress. I'll see you all next week.